Looking to sound like you know what's going on in the world? Social strategy, comedy, and other funny stuff? Well, join the club and settle in for the Jeff Dawaskin Show. It's not the podcast we deserve, but the podcast we all need with your host, Jeff Dawaskin. All right, Frank, thank you so much for that amazing introduction. I can't thank you enough. Episode 21 is just off to the best start ever, ever. Well, the other one started great, but this one, it feels different. Just It's it's amazing. It's amazing. There's something in the air. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? I'm Jeff Tawaskin. I hope you can feel it. This is episode 21. And 21, we got something special for you, because now we can drink. And now that we can drink, we brought on Bobby Collins, famous comedian, to chat with us and have a good time and spend our 21 with us. Why not? And now that we're all grown up, I want to do a shout out to Realm of the Mitts and We Be Geeks, the podcast collective, both now syndicating the Jeff DeWaskin show. Check them out. Very cool. And they've got a ton of great podcasts that they feature. So definitely head on over to Realm of the Mitts and We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. I do appreciate everyone who listens, every single person. I hope you've subscribed and likes and tell your friends all about the Jeff Dewaskin Show. That's how we grow. I've been busy hanging out on some other podcasts. Want you to check them out. Sal and Bob Show, Too Many Podcasts, Snowman in the Morning, The Pod Guys Podcast, Stuck in My Mind, Screaming Chow Show, True Fiction, Three Geeks. They were all kind enough to have me on their show, and I was talking comedy and and trends on Twitter and all that kind of good stuff. So check them out. I'll repost my interviews once they're live from those channels, and you can subscribe to them as well. Podcasting is amazing, and I hope you're enjoying this podcast world we're all a part of. Now, here's the crazy thing. I'm on Amazon Music now. All you have to do is say, Hey, Alexa, play the Jeff Duoskin Show. Oh, I am playing... The Jeff Dewashkin Show, the most recent episode, blah, 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 blah. That is the worst Alexa impression you'll ever hear, but it works just like that. It's so cool. I was really excited, and I'm telling everyone about it, starting with you guys. Also, follow us on Twitter, at Jeff Dewashkin Show. You can find us anywhere for podcasts. It's great stuff. Great stuff. Thanks, everyone, for your constant support. And speaking of constant support, please. Support our sponsor this week, Chip Clips. Chip Clips, not just for chips anymore. Now, conveniently in 45 quantity packages, you no longer have to choose between keeping that bag of chips fresh and proudly hanging that drawing of the sea uh, that your child drew and didn't accurately even put the sun in the right place or the right color on your refrigerator. Now you can do both. Keep everyone happy with Chip Clips. All right. Yeah, definitely check out Chip Clips. They're great for a lot of things. You can use them as a scrunchie in, the, in, a, in, a, in a pinch, all that kind of stuff. So uh, definitely do that. Check them out. That's how we keep the lights on. So definitely support our sponsor. Tell them the Jeff Dewaskin Show sent you. And now it's time for a social media slash phone tip. All right. This is the ever important part of the show where I share something that I find interesting about my phone or social media. Last week, I was raving over the back tap. Love the back tap, still love the back tap. 
But yeah, I forgot that there was one other really cool thing that I love in the new iOS is that if you have a message thread that you're constantly using, you can hold on it and pin it to the top so that the ones you always use are always at the top. It's the greatest thing ever. Second to the back tap. Back tap, pin message, win the lottery. That's that's the main order. You can't win the lottery with your phone, though. But that would be the third thing if it was a feature. So definitely enjoy those things. And now get ready to enjoy my conversation with Bobby Collins. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you may have seen him on Letterman. You may have seen him on The Tonight Show. He was the host of Stand Up Spotlight. He's toured with Frank Sinatra, Cher, Dolly Parton, Chris Rock, Ray Morano. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for my guest, Bobby Collins. Yeah. Listen to you. Listen to you. We're in the middle of a Jumanji, and you're over here giving me an intro. I wrote a special for you. I'm like, I'm going to write it just like as if we were working together. Uh, Where are you? Where are you located? Michigan, Detroit, Detroit. Nice. I like Detroit. I like that. I started going there years, years ago. The Comedy Castle. Yep. Yep. The Comedy Castle. We worked together. You were uh, my very first person I ever worked with. Like that was uh, a big shot, I guess. And like uh, it was uh, in 2002 at Forgotten Harvest comedy night you were the headliner and i was just a little nobody that i uh, happened to be on the board of forgotten harvest and they let me do five or something minutes up front wow. they, they put my name on the flyer just my name not my photo your photo was on the flyer <laughs> but like uh, <laughs> it was such a big deal for me <laughs> was, oh, that was nice that was nice yeah. i remember those days with me I, I, same thing you go because growth means change you'll change you'll grow then you'll see your picture on everything. Exactly, exactly. I remember after the show, you went out there and you're like, you know, your hands up and you're waving to everyone and you're smiling. And we, we came out there with you and you look at me, you're smiling at them and you got the big, big grin and you turn to me and you go, here's some advice for you. Always get the check. <laughs> <laughs> Always get well, smiling and waving, and always get the check. Go business. It's a business. It's a business. Gotta get paid. paid. So that was, uh, I carried that with me forever. Thank you. Listen to you. So, uh, Bobby Collins, uh, you're one of the biggest names in comedy so right i mean so how is this pandemic treating you you're going i know you're like you're hilarious on twitter you're very pro mask pro social distancing and you're doing it in such a fun and clever way you know we're, we're sharing the planet with a lot of different types of people and you know, we got to start thinning out the herd i i never knew we were this dumb in this country do you know what i mean I, I think mean, I do. Huh? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> you know what I mean. And but oh my God, the gene pool could use some chlorine. I I just I I get the biggest kick out of it because I'm home. I'm in California. I haven't been off two weeks in forty years. Wow, is that nuts? Now I'm off six months. I don't know what to do. I what did my wife do the other day? with some friends, we rented two RVs to go camping. RV, basically, it's a redneck vacation. 
And it was the worst thing. I, I never would do it again. Also, I would never do a Zoom performance again. <laughs> but, oh my God. All of a sudden we're riding in the truck and we're, we're singing our songs. You know, we're down there, it's white trash, you know, and I had sex with a squirrel. It, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. <laughs> oh God. It was the worst experience of my life. Um, I have to ask, was the squirrel wearing a mask? <laughs> you gotta be safe. You gotta be. No, she wasn't. You gotta be, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. The mass, the, in our country, no leadership, uh, civil unrest. Uh, look at this and we're comics and we're supposed to take a look at this and relate it to the people, you know, and I'm going, oh my God, you know, toilet paper is toilet paper. All of a sudden, you know, is, is toilet paper cure cancer? I see people going out of Costco with huge things of toilet paper. And I'm going, oh, my God. I walked into a store. I didn't have a mask. I forgot it in the car. And some lady, sir, you can't come in. I go, oh, I'm sorry. And I turned around and some lady, she goes, I have an extra. It was a uh, Kotex pad with a rubber band. I wore it. I don't care. You just got to keep people safe. You got to keep people safe. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I get the biggest kick out of it. You got leadership in our country telling you to drink some bleach and put in uh, an LED light up your ass. And people are like, we should do that. You know, we, we should go. You know, when, when you're stupid, you don't know you're stupid. Other people feel the pain. You know, it, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. I hear you. I can't, it's hard to be on Facebook these days. <laughs> it really is with people that you thought you knew for decades and you're like, oh my God. I know, I know. And then the ones that are doing it for money. Yes, li literally. Would it save me money by having this president as my leader? Yes. But on the whole picture of things, no, we, we're a country. We got to give to each other. We got to help each other. We got to do the right thing. We got, oh my God. So I know guys with stupid money and they're talking money, money, money. Oh, my, it's just amazing, isn't it, Jeff? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, look at my new bathroom I can afford. Too bad grandma's not here to enjoy it with me. I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> the latest today is like, they're like, uh, the, the CDC said, uh, well, only 6% of the people that died actually only died from just COVID. Everyone else had something else. As, as if like a horrible accelerant isn't bad. Like, oh, well, you know, it's just like, <laughs> it's like, Bobby, would you send your kids to school? No. Well, it's only 6%. Well, what happens if it's your kid that died? You know what I mean? 187,000 people have died. That's worse than World War I and World War II. And there's no leadership. <laughs> And the people, the people are just like, no, this is great. This is I great. I know. Why should we wear a mask? Because you're helping other people. No. Social distance. No. I don't get it. I don't get it. I was interviewing someone and like just out of nowhere, they started talking about masks. And he's like, look, you don't need to wear a mask. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, because, you know, comics, right? You have these conversations in the back of your head. And he's going on for five minutes about Oh, you could you wear a mask? Oh, I'm healthy. I'm not going to wear a mask. And I'm thinking to myself, you got that completely backwards. And then I'm thinking, if I can't edit this out, I can't even air this because I won't put something out that goes for five minutes with someone saying, 
don't wear a mask. Right. I'm like, I can't even get, and I don't even know if he knew maybe my face gave it away or something like that. I don't know. Cause he didn't return any of my emails after the show. <laughs> and I was like, and I was just like, Oh God. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> when you're dumb, you don't know you're dumb. It's just crazy. You know, you know, uh, ignorance can be educated. You know, crazy can be medicated. There's no excuse for stupid. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, and they think they're smart. That's the problem. <laughs> they... You know, in our country, the average grade level in our whole country is seventh grade level. You know, I didn't even, I didn't even know it was that high. Yeah. <laughs> I thought USA Today was like fifth grade or something like that. No, <laughs> like it's, like... It's, like, it's scary and, and people don't see the bigger picture. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm from New York. This president got 2% of the vote. So I, I get a kick out of that. People don't, you know, I was in New York recently, recently, six months ago, and a couple's looking at a map of Manhattan near my house. And I, I gave the guy a tap on the arm and I said, where, where are you guys looking to go? He goes, oh, are you from New York? I go, yeah, where are you guys looking to go? Well, we've never been here before. And this is my wife's. Oh, shut the fuck up. Where do you want to go? We're thinking about going to Central Park, 28 blocks straight ahead. You could take an Uber, taxi, subway. I go, uh, I go, he says to me, he goes, can I ask you something? I said, sure. He goes, what do people here think of Donald Trump? I said, keep your eyes and your ears open. A guy walking by with an attache case, a tie, a suit. I hit the guy on the arm. I go, hey, pal. He goes, what? He go, I go, what do you think of Donald Trump? Because he's a fucking asshole. And this couple was so amazed. You touched to hit somebody on the street and ask them about that. And they gave you an answer. I said to the guy, where are you from? He goes, Indiana. I said, go home. Just go. You're going to get hurt. You got to tell the truth. Oh, man. <laughs> I was with my dad and stepmom. May they both rest in peace a little bit ago in New York. And we went to the Statue of Liberty together. Okay. And they were there and they were Trumpers. So you can imagine it was, it was hard for me. It was hard for me. It was really hard for me. <laughs> and like, and we're at the Statue of Liberty. And my stepmom says to my dad, I can't believe Obama's never been here. And then my dad turns to her and says, yeah, such a shame, such a shame. <laughs> I'm like, what? She just made that up. And then you just accepted it as fact. I mean, like, this is what this is what we're dealing with. This is like the kind of mentality. It's just Fox News. It's like it's just insane. It's insane. I, I don't get it. I, I just uh, you know, I we have to make fun of it. You know, what's next? You, you know, an asteroid crashing into the what's next? I hope an asteroid crashes. <laughs> it would relieve a lot of stress, actually. <laughs> I know. Look at this guy's administration. Looks like the day room and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. You know, and the people around him, we represent the lollipop kill, the lollipop kill. More people have been more people have been indicted with the president. People on are you people nuts? This guy's a con artist. He's a big con. Everybody knows it, especially in New York. We all know him. We laugh. 
I know he had to move to Florida. What a reality TV show with this. Now he's working on the mail. The people, you know, they're gonna they're gonna rig the mail. You know, it's all gonna get rigged. You morons. Right. The mail doesn't work. Yeah, because you just broke it. You went out of your way to break it. And then you, it's like you can't, you can't, if you're gonna create your own reality, then yes, it is real. It's I don't like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I'm home for six months. I'm ready to kill myself. I learned a lot. My wife's Italian. She from Italy, so she knows how to fix things. I'm from New York. We called the super. I, I don't know how to fix a damn thing. The other day she's doing. So Bobby, hand me the Philip. I go, who's Philip? She goes, you don't know shit. It's a screwdriver. I go, oh, okay. How about Benny the hammer and Susie the nail? What are you talking about? It's yeah, like, yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm Jewish. I can't fix a thing. I have to every time I every time I pick up something, I'm like in my head, I go lefty Lucy. <laughs> like every time, <laughs> it's like <laughs> my wife like, well, I, like wishes like I could do something, something. Uh, I can do uh, basic things. Even like uh, putting together an IKEA pushes us to the brink of divorce. Oh, <laughs> it's I, like, I, I I can't do any of that stuff. Matter of fact. I was I was reminded. I remember walking around my my apartment in New York, and there's a lingerie store, Jeff. And you walk by and you look at the you know the models, and they're all wearing like those little skimpy the garter belts, and they got the panties that you could see through in the bra. And you're going. Oh. I went to bed with the wife the other night. She had double flannel pajamas on, a knapsack, and boots. She goes, Bobby, I get cold now. I go, what happened to us? What the fuck happened to us? <laughs> it's amazing. Hey, you know, it starts out good, but then. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's the yeah. test. It's the test. It's like, well, do you want do you want something different or and give up half your stuff? Or you want to just stick with what you got? <laughs> God's, God's pressing the reset button. You know that. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed uh, I you know just staying home. The way it was we had extra time with the kids. Right. When I I came home, I filled up my tank, my gas tank, two weeks ago for the first time front since March. Really? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean the amount of money <laughs> not going out to eat to lunch every day and all this. It's like it's like, it's, it's definitely you realize how much money you just spend <laughs> on stuff. Right, right. We're not working at all, right? Me either. Now I well, I have a day job. I have like a day job, so I'm not like a I was not a full time comedy like uh, no. you. So, but yeah, so you know, and then you know, I do this podcast. You know, that's where I make all the real money. Oh, <laughs> big, money. big money coming in, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, in between begging my friends and family to listen, <laughs> it's, it's a full time job. <laughs> I remember my my redneck uh, vacation. You ever see those trails? Well, you see them in Michigan. And over the windshield, that part of the trailer that comes out. That's, yes, yes. That's the bed. That's the bed that you sleep in. I would rather sleep in a knapsack. I would rather sleep with a sleeping bag on a New York City subway with a lighter. It would have been more comfortable. That's how crazy it was. I was thinking about that this morning. Oh, my God. You didn't go prepared. You got to bring lots of lots of uh, sleeping bags and extra right. padding. I didn't know that. It was That's, too much work and too much hassles, and 
Fires were everywhere. We went to San, uh, Santa Cruz, and there was fires everywhere and smell of smoke. And I'm going, okay, this is it. We're going out. That's good. It's well. I we went up north. We went to like Mackinac Island, and uh, we did some stuff. But in sand dunes, we have sand dunes. Just lots of sand. Wow, that's, not, that's nice. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Ooh, you know, excuse me, you're living good. Well, you know, you know, if you can't run around sand, what 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 can you do? <laughs> the uh, <laughs> it is one of the most beautiful places in the world, though, at least the United States. So. So that's cool. But uh, we had to get out of the house. It's like, how much can you just stay in? That's, you know. Tell me. Like, I'm, I'm at that point now. I'm like, my wife says, are you going to go to New York? You know, I'm here in California, Santa Monica. But I'd love to go to New York. Love to. I love it. We that's where we normally go for like our anniversary. We love going yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Love Katz's Deli, which is probably a huge, you know, this is where they filmed When Harry Met Sally. It is really good food, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if, I mean, for a $50 sandwich, I mean, it's like you can't you can't get a better $50 sandwich anywhere. But <laughs> <laughs> and like the little sign that says, this is where Sally did the fake orgasm right yeah, here. Right here. <laughs> is there really a sign there now? Yeah, it hangs from like the ceiling. Yeah, so the uh, I remember eating. The, you're in line, and they just start handing you pastrami, and like <laughs> I had never had pastrami, like good pastrami, apparently, because I didn't even realize pastrami was corned beef, which is weird, right? Because yeah, right. I've only had the shitty, t- the shitty uh, stuff on the trays, and it was just like I was like, what? This is like amazing. Like this is the same thing as corned beef. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just you know whatever, cooked different. I'm like. I never knew this. How did I not know this? I mean, I grew up on deli, right? I mean, it's like it's Jewish, the locks in deli. I mean, that's pretty much it, right? I mean, <laughs> in Brisket. Last year, I went to Israel. I was invited to Israel to do uh, eight theaters. And uh, I, I, I really didn't want to go, but my wife, I said, do you want to go to uh, the Middle East? She goes, let's go. And we went. And I got to tell you, I did have a good time. But... Uh, I learned a lot, you know. Everyone there thought I was Jewish because I was from New York. You know, Baruch HaToa Adonai Eloheinu Melech Halam, page 222, you know. And, boy, that Tel Aviv was amazing to me. Amazing. Have you ever been there? I've been to Israel a few times. Yeah, I can see you. You could definitely pass you as a Jew if you you got the New York. It was just like that. Itself? Nah. Nah, it was well. Di- Jerusalem and Tel Aviv are different vibes. Tel Aviv is like New York; it's right. just it's a city. Exactly. Jerusalem is a page out of the Bible. Thank right? you. Everyone's got a gun. Uh, after a show, some old lady came over to me. She goes, "But Mr. Collins, can I get your autograph?" And I said, "I'm sorry, I don't have a pen." She lifted her up. Her she had a gun. A gun. I go, she was you? Seventy six. She had a gun. Was she in the army? Was yeah, she in the? Yeah. Everyone there is in the army. Everybody's got a gun. But you, yeah. but but did you ever feel any any safer anywhere else? Like that's how I always felt. Like as much as like everything is like crazy and you right. know, everyone thinks every, um, with the army and everything there, it's like I never felt safer. Right. You know I mean, right. so it's you know it's 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 a good place. It's a fascinating place oh, for any religion. It and, really was. It really was. We loved it. We we. Uh, I'd go back to Tel Aviv. There was too much anger and people, everyone's with guns. The Jews hate the Palestinians. Palestinians hate the Jews. The Muslims hate the 
I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, there's a little uh, little strife there. Yeah, <laughs> a little thing. They have some issues they're working out. But um, <laughs> but aside from that, so the big question is: If you're in Israel, did you go shawarma or falafel? <laughs> Which is falafel. Falafel. Okay. Yeah, uh, shawarma. I had that in Vietnam on my leg, and I didn't, I don't know what shawarma is. Shawarma. It's it's chicken. It's it's, it, it's one or the other. I was a I was a falafel guy, and then I switched to shawarma later in life. That means your wife's not Jewish. No, she is. Oh, <laughs> she is. She's very Jewish. <laughs> oh, what man. was the uh, Fridays called? That they don't go out. What is it? Sabbath. No, they call Shabbat. it Shabbat. 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 Did you go to the wall? Did you do like any of the tours? Oh, we did it all. We did it all. They, they supplied us with a uh, a guide, you know, a government guide, and they took us around and. A lot of it was boring and, you know, you could have made things up. Again, I'm from New York. This is where Jesus, this is where they nailed them on the cross. It could have been in your backyard. They just made me, oh, right there. oh really? Yeah. Lines of people, you know, men are up here. Women are down here. Uh, I remember them saying to me the first night, the first theater I did, they said to me, uh, the two rabbis, Mr. Collins, Please, no reference to a woman's menstrual cycle. Please do not talk about uh, this and that and da, 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 da. And after 20 minutes, I looked at him. I says, you know, I come from that old adage, you buy the painting, you don't tell the artist how to draw. So I went up there that first night and I looked at the audience. They applauded. I went, how the fuck are you? Because they didn't want me swearing or anything. And I saw them in the front row. They were like, oh, this fucking guy. And then after that show, they go, do whatever you want. They all like you. Do whatever you want. I said, thank you. <laughs> was it was it an Orthodox crew that you were doing that for? <laughs> I, I think so. I think they were, you know. But, you know, I didn't get involved. And in I just, I'm a comic. We have fun. We have no wall. We talk. Right. There's nothing worse than when you're going on stage like, hey, um, tone it down a bit or be more. I would, someone I was going on stage when they were like, be more peppy. <laughs> like, thanks. That doesn't fuck with my head right as I'm walking on stage. I appreciate that so much. So much. Thank you. <laughs> where comics ask me, they say to me, Bobby, do you ever talk politics? I'm a comic. Of course I do. You know, there's no rules. There's no rules for what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. And then, uh, did you see they broke Jim Gaff again? <laughs> I know. I heard. I heard. Jim, uh, where's yeah. he from the Midwest? Miss, where's he from? I'm not. I'm not sure, but he's just. Uh, yeah, but they, they definitely broke him. I heard about that. <laughs> you know, I was at me and Celine Dion. We performed at the White House at uh, Trump's inauguration. And I still get calls about that. People, different TVs, different newspapers ask me about it. And they go, do you, are you a fan? I go, it's a business. I go, it's a show business. I go, you know, it's, it's people, money doesn't discriminate. People do. You know, I do it for a job. I've known Donald Trump for 23 years. And I performed at Mar-a-Lago, not too long after that. And I remember him asking me after the show, uh, my wife, Bobby, don't do any of your political stuff. That's the president. I go, honey, stop it. I walk out on the stage. I go, ladies and gentlemen, our new president is here. And they went nuts. 
And I looked at them and I went, I guess orange is the new black. Oh. <laughs> and then after the show, he came over, he goes, Bobby, good show. I said, thank you, Mr. President. And he said, can I ask you something? Sure. He goes, did you vote for me? I looked at him. I said, I would have rather voted for El Chapo. <laughs> all his boys laughed. He didn't laugh. No, no. He, <laughs> he doesn't seem to have a skin, a, th a thick skin. He's the punk. He's the kid you grew up with that you didn't. When you were playing in the basketball, if he didn't get chosen in, he'd take his ball and go home. We'd kick it as far as we can and say, take a walk, pal. Don't fucking come back. <laughs> New York. But that must have been cool being at the White House. Was that you were there before too? Was that the only yeah, first for uh, uh, Obama? For Obama. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Did you perform? You perform? You just were you part of a show? Perform. Was it like part of just? Was it all you, or was it just part of a, a bigger show, or what was, it was that? A big show, and I was just a comic on it. There was another, no other comics. They had a singer and me, and uh, uh, it was just you know you get. It's a it's a corporate gig. You just take the money, take the money, take Fine. the money. <laughs> I, I, people look at it like, oh my god, you've you've performed at the White. I, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. And I've also done a lot of corporate gigs, and I've also done theaters and comedy clubs, and like whatever it takes. Get paid. You gotta pay the bills. You gotta pay the bills. Thank you, and have fun. Yeah. Okay. So that's I went into it. But that's cool. The White House is pretty cool. I haven't, I haven't been asked yet. You will. You will. <laughs> one day, one day, though, I'll get, I'll get the call. I don't think Donald Trump's gonna. If he hasn't blocked me on Twitter, I. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It's funny because here in Santa Monica, they had a lot of. Remember, they had those demonstrations and looting, and you would think after five days of seeing it on television that. The local Santa Monica police, they're not that high up on Brain Mountain out here. It's California. They're, they're the white privileged. Ugh. And uh, you would have thought they said to him, wait a minute, there's a thousand people marching over there four blocks away. And there's about 35 of them looting two blocks away. <laughs> Do you think maybe you should stick some of the cops? You know, they're just, they don't get it. They don't get it. No. No, it's um, it's a crazy world we live in. It's, I know, uh, I know. And it's hard, too, because it's so decisive. I mean, you talk to people, it's like, it's not even like a conversation. It's like, you're on one side, I'm on the other side. And if you're not on the same side, it's like... What happened between right and wrong? The Constitution, we the people, give when, with no expectation of receiving, do the right thing, you know? Whatever happened to all the things we were brought up with? Oh. All out the window. Out the window. I know. Now, awesome. it's, now it's greed. It's uh, a color of your skin. It's so funny because the guys I grew up with called me up, uh, my friend, black guy. And we were all grew up together. And we were laughing because we knew the cops treated us like shit. The cops, the cops used to beat the hell out of us, you know. And these were all the cops were all the guys that were in high school that didn't fit in. They weren't popular. They were... They were out, you know, they were, ugh. they all became, those are the guys that became the cops. Now they got a uniform and a gun. And you look at those people. Somebody asked me the other night, Bob, what percentage, do you think 90% of the cops that are police are racist? I go, no, I'd say about 75%. 
I go, don't re defund them, reform, reform the damn cop, you know? And we were laughing about it, me and my black friends, because I get dark during the summer and we would always crack up because, hey, Bobby, do you remember? We and one of our guys left New York and went down to Florida and became like a big wig in the uh, police, you know, like assistant a chief or something. And he, he, we were talking to him and he goes, nothing's going to change. The unions cover everything. They cover their asses for everyone. You know, the two ones that you'll hear about shot seven bullets when I was putting it on the neck. Those are the guys they'll get, but they'll draw it out and they'll get life sentences and stuff. It's true. It's the way it is. It's scary. It's scary. I mean, it's to even go out. It's time for it to change. It is scary, Jeff. Very scary. Very. So, uh, all right. That was pretty deep. The... uh... It's like, it's like uh, the whole time I'm thinking to myself, oh, thank God I've been to Israel so I could ask you questions about the random country in the Middle East you've been to. Right. No, I've <laughs> been to like, a lot of different countries. I know. <laughs> I know, man. Bangladesh, I remember a guy there. Guy that has like the Tonight Show. Uh, he's got a show like the Tonight Show. He's a comic and he's trying to get known over here. And he met me and he said, would you ever consider coming to Bangladesh, and I said, I don't even know where it is on a map. But uh, I went and had a ball, had a ball. I've yet to be getting these intro- these uh, <laughs> invitations, but hopefully soon. I'm hoping this this podcast right here is just going to elevate me. <laughs> it will. It will. It will. Uh, Jeff, yeah, we heard you on the Jeff Tawaskin show. We want <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So, all right. So uh, give me a, give me a, I would, I'd love to hear like a, just a crazy story, like, um, non-comedian, like Cher or Frank Sinatra or somebody like that. Do you got, what, what was that like? I mean, these are, you've, you've toured with some big names. Well, I remember all of them had a story. Julio was fun. Julio was a lot of fun. He's a wild man. Sinatra, I was opening for Cher. I was at Catch a Rising Star in New York City. And I came off the stage and some older guy came, handed me a card. And he said, here, could you give this to your agent and have him call me? And I said, you mean my parents? (laughs) And I said, sure, okay. I called up a guy that was interested in me, Steve Levine from ICM. I handed him, I told him the guy, he goes, Bobby, do you know who that is? I go, no, an old guy. He goes, that's Cher and Frank Sinatra's management. I go, you're kidding. And next thing you know, I was on an 82-city tour with Cher. Remember, I was only used to comedy clubs at that point. So I learned a lot. I learned a hell of a lot. And uh, I remember the first night opening for Cher. It was in an outdoor thing. It wasn't even a night. It was an afternoon around 3. show was supposed to be at 2. She shows up late. I'm sitting there with a sports jacket on waiting. And then they said, okay, go out and do 25 minutes. These people were hanging from trees, about 30,000 of them all over, and going, share, share, we want share. And then they go, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the comedic talents of Bobby Collins. I've never heard so many boos, Jeff, in my life. I mean, I walked out, they were booing and they, you know, she was like, I was like, oh, and I looked at them after five minutes of trying to perform. And I said, look, I got to be out here for 20 more minutes. We could have fun or we could just hit each other. 
And after 20 minutes, I, you know, after a few minutes, I got them. So at the end, they were cheering and it felt great. But I got off that stage, Jeff. Besides having my armpits wet, the sides of my underwear were wet. <laughs> I, oh, I, sweat, I sweated so bad. And then one day uh, they asked me, because uh, uh, his opening act, Sinatra, got sick. And they asked me, would you go over to Salt Lake City and open for Frank Sinatra for two weeks? And I go, how many shows is that? And they said, six. I go, how much? And they told me. And I said, sure. And I flew over there and they picked me up. Jilly, his big guy, his six, eight guy. Don't don't call him Frank. It's Mr. Sinatra. Uh, don't speak to him until he speaks to you. All, all this, you know, uh, all the people in the back room. I go in there. They're answering phones. They're all named after parts of the body. Bobby, this is Tony, the arm. This is Stevie, the leg. And I'm I'm working. Mr. Leg, nice meeting you. Yeah, how you doing, Mr. Arm? I don't care. And uh, I remember their phone rang, and he was sitting there, and he picked it up. They all looked like he never picked up the phone before. And I looked up at him. I'm sitting pretty close to him, and I hear the guy on the phone, can we have the substar, the opening act, come down for a sound check? And he goes, he's a comedian. Just put the fucking sound on. And he and he. Uh, and he hung up and he looked at me and he goes, you okay with that? No problem. Yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> yes, Mr. Sinatra. Yeah, it's that'll be fine. <laughs> then after the show that night, uh, Jilly, his guy, came up to the dressing room. I stayed out watch for about 15 minutes because I wanted to see what it was like. And then I went up to change and his guy came up and he goes, hey, the boss really enjoyed your show. He'd like you to have dinner with us tonight in Chicago. I go, I'm going to go to a local comedy club because I'd never been in Salt Lake City. And I go, I'll probably do a guest set and I'll, I'll fly over there tomorrow. He goes, maybe maybe you didn't hear me. I go, OK, no problem. Sure. Let's go. And, <laughs> and one o'clock in the morning, we're at the pump room in Chicago. I'm sitting there, 10 people. And all of a sudden, uh, Don Rickles walks in. He leans over to me. He goes, hey, kid. He really liked your show. I go, thank you. Thank you very much. And then uh, we had dinner and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they were tipping these waiters who stuck around more money than I was making. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Great road stories. That is awesome. I got that a new chapter in the book. Uh, one of my chapters is Great Road Stories uh, on the Road. Is that your book on the inside? No, this is a new one. Okay. So you're writing a new book. I'm writing it as I'm home six months. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'll buy that book. <laughs> the inspiration. It's the inspiration that I'm missing though. Stories about Dolly and Cher and Julio. And, uh, you know, it was funny. Well, hopefully this, this will spark some stuff for you. That was I hope so. I know it will. With you, of course it will. We're of comics. Course, of course. Yeah. Wait, wait so uh, how's your, is your first, your first book? How's that doing? You still we sold over a hundred thousand copies. You know what it is, but again, we have you have an advantage because when I perform, they set it up. Part of the deal is they have to set it up after the show and I'll sign. And people get I've noticed from doing that for a couple of years now, people feel really they identify with you. One, you're a comic and you're talking from the your truth, you're holding up a mirror showing people yourself to them and they're relating to it. 
and feel like I know this guy. I feel like I grew up with this guy. And then afterwards, you're talking with them one-on-one and signing something for them. And they, it goes to a good cause. I have a special needs daughter. And uh, I'd say 99% of the money goes to uh, her camp, Zeno Mountain Farm. That is great. That is your heart, a heart of gold, Bobby. Yeah, but I haven't worked in six months, so. All right. Well, everyone go buy Bobby's book. He needs, (laughs) needs, we got to keep on, we got to save Bobby. Hashtag. BobbyCollins.com. The name of the book on the inside. Uh, Witticism and wisdomisms. All the lessons I've learned. Right. And and, and that's funny. That's how I started the show with one of the lessons you taught me. Right. I learned and I pass it on. That's what you were supposed to do, isn't it? Yeah, I remember like I had like this one show and I could only do at this point in my career 15 minutes, maybe. And they said, it's 15 minutes. I said, okay, great. And so I get there and they're like, okay, you're up 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Well, 30 minutes would be like everything I ever wrote, which, you know, that doesn't mean good. That just means I wrote it. Right. Right. So I I get up there and like my, my mind is immediately messed up because I don't even know what's going to happen. And he also had just mentioned, no one's ever done bad at these shows. So we're really excited for you. And uh, (laughs) I was like, and like, I, I was, I I think I ate it from the the get go. It was horrible, like horrible. Like nobody would look at me after. And I had to like, I hadn't gotten paid yet. And then I, and I remember your words. It's <laughs> like, get the check. <laughs> you just got to do it. Because <laughs> I wanted to just leave. I didn't even want to. I'm like, I can, ju- I can justify just not getting paid for this. And, and Goodbye. We've all been there. And we've all been there. Yeah. And, so I can, uh, I can vouch for the wisdom of, of Bobby Collins that can get you yeah. through. So I can only imagine the treasure in the book. Everyone get so, the book. Good stuff. It's good lessons I've learned. The cream rises to the top. Shit floats for a while, then it sinks. God first, family second, career third. Put one ahead of the other. You always got to get back on where you got off. You know, I've had so many, and I give examples of it. Things like that, you know. That's great. I love it. It's all simple. It's all simple. Simple but stuff. So, but, somebody, but someone's got to say it. Someone's right. got to say it in the right voice. Comes around. Put it out there the right way. It comes back to you the right way. Put it out there wrong. It's gonna bite you in the ass. You speak the truth. You got to kill. You got a killer smile. It just, it just, it has the trust. It has the trust right there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's true. I speak the truth too. I'm gonna to write a book. Stuff I learned from Bobby. <laughs> this is the virus. During the coronavirus. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, that is funny. So. Yeah. Um, how long did you uh, did you host Stand Up Spotlight? Because I think that's how I remember you from way back. You know, like years. Matter of fact, Rosie had it, and uh, remember, Rosie had it. Yeah, yeah, Rosie O'Donnell. And uh, she went on to do some movies. Remember, what, a league of her own. Yep, with, yep. Uh, with Madonna and uh, Gina and one, Davis. Yeah, and one day I was watching television not long after that, and. She was on some show and somebody said to her, what are you going to do with the show that you're on with all the flashlights? You know, VH1 stand-up spotlight. She goes, and unbeknownst to me, she goes, oh, I'm, I'm, it's going over to Bobby Collins. And I was like, <laughs> no one ever spoke to me. Then my phone started ringing and one of the guys from VH1, I go, I guess the cat's out of the bag. Let's start negotiations. <laughs> it's a business. Yeah. I love it. I loved it. It really helped my career. 
And then in the middle of doing this, they asked me to do commercials. And I did a bunch of commercials for certs. And uh, and then they called me when I did about four or five commercials from certs. And they said, do you mind if we say certs presents comedian Bobby Collins? I said, I'd pay you to do that. (laughs) (laughs) It established you, do you know? Yeah, no, that's, I, I remember, that's, I remember it. I have vision, like a vision in my head of Bobby Collins, Rosie O'Donnell. As a result of that, uh, performers want you to open for them. And my attitude was, I'd rather have you open for me. I, I just want to have fun. I don't, you know, oh, you're the opening act for this one. You're the, okay, it's a business. Just keep, keep it coming. Keep it coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I worked hard and I, I liked different situations I was placed in, you know, and I was like, okay, this is wild. This is nice. I still love my, my basic theaters. I love theaters. I like working for theater. Can't beat a theater, Bobby. Can't uh, beat a theater. <laughs> hey, Bobby, you know, you're on the road again. On the road again. <laughs> so, Adi, do you like living in LA versus New York? You know, when I lived in New York and I went out to Long Island to have fun or go visit or stay out there, that was like going to the country. So California to me is like going to the country. But the people here, they're, they're, uh, my wife loves California. I'm not, I'm not that big on it. They're, they're not that bright. You know, when I was in New York, if anyone drove bad, we always assumed they were Jersey drivers. <laughs> Out here, California drivers are the worst drivers on the planet. They just, they don't get it. They have car chases all the time. Do you have car chases in Michigan? Not that I'm aware of, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a friend of mine was in from New York. We're watching television. And all of a sudden, they break into a car chase. 10 cop cars chasing one guy going 90, 100 miles an hour down the highway. And my friend said to me, Bobby, what's this? I said, watch. It's on every channel. He goes, why do they do this? I go, they have nothing else to do. He goes, when do they kill them? I go, they don't. They just follow them. Every once in a while, they bump them. New York, two blocks. (laughs) Got the right to remain silent. It's a very different world out here. Very different. You know, here it's very Mexican. I grew up with Puerto Ricans, blacks, you know, Arabs. We grew up together on the subways. We all looked out for each other. We all went to school together. Here, they, they're very racist. You know, it's, it's, it's not a nice thing to see. For me, I don't like seeing that. You know, so this whole Black Lives Matter and all this coming back, it's about time. You know, it, it's, I kind of like it for these white privileged communities to open up and take a look. So, you know, we'll see where it ends up. It's it's a crazy world we live in. We got to gotta take care of each other. We got to take care of each other. Oh, man, this is fun. Well, I can't thank you enough for hanging with me and doing my podcast. This is no so- problem. It was fun. Yeah, you're a good guy. You're a funny man. You're a funny man. This is a- <laughs> this was great. I know. I really appreciate it. And everyone should go to bobbycollins.com. Check out his book on the inside. He's got six comedy albums you can buy. You can just, I don't know, just, I'm sure his address, you just send him, we, he, he hasn't worked in six months, folks. Send him money. <laughs> but buy his book. Buy his book. It's, you'll like it. You'll, you'll like, like it. you'll like it. You'll like all this stuff. 
Yeah, anyway. thanks for having me, my friend. Well, thank you for being here. I can't thank you enough. It's an honor to have you on my show. All right. How fun was that? Bobby's amazing. Check out his book. Those stories were incredible. I just can't wait for his new book. And if he comes to your town once the pandemic clears up and comedy clubs are open again, definitely make time to see Bobby Collins live. It's worth every second of your time. All right, let's jump to the trending hashtag featured from Hashtag Roundup this week from Blondie's Brain, a weekly game. We have Hashtag Was a Camping Fail. That's an homage to Bobby's RV experiences. All the tweets I'm going to read are going to be retweeted at Jeff Dwoskin Show on Twitter. We'll also be in the show notes. So follow those funny tweeters and also follow Hashtag Roundup at Hashtag Roundup and get in on the games and you can be featured on a future episode of the Jeff Dwoskin Show. Okay, here we go. Hashtag Was a camping fail using mosquito attractant (laughs) total fail and it's an easy mistake because it's right next to the repellent whenever you're at the home depot or or drugstore so you got to be careful don't grab the attractant here's another hashtag was a camping fail going camping at camp crystal lake (laughs) yes be careful especially of that counselor jason i don't think he wants to play hockey with you another camping fail Peeing on poison oak. (laughs) Yes. Don't pee on the poison oak. Another one. Hashtag was a camping fail. Free Wi-Fi provided by the forest. They always have the worst Wi-Fi. That's why they give you the password. They give you the password, but the Wi-Fi in the forest is always the worst. Going camping in hurricane season. Camping fail. (laughs) Say goodbye to that tent. Beans. Definitely the canned beans was a hashtag camping fail. <laughs> yes, definitely. Don't get into that. And you got a whole Blazing Saddles thing going on. Expecting the poisonous stuff to tell you it's poisonous. It doesn't tell you it's poisonous till after, even if you pee on it first. Even if you pee on it first. All right. Those are some amazing hashtag was a camping fail. Again, jump in, have fun with us on Twitter. All right. Well, that's the end of episode 21. I can't believe it's over already. I'm going to miss you guys, but I'll see you next week. If you need more Jeff Dewaskin, check out the Jeff Dewaskin Show everywhere podcasts are. Listen to all the episodes. Every story is unique and fun and all there for you to enjoy. At Jeff Dewaskin Show, jeffdewaskinshow.com. Check it out and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Jeff Dwoskin Show with your host, Jeff Dwoskin. Now go repeat everything you heard and sound like a genius. Catch us online at thejeffdwoskinshow.com or follow us on Twitter at Jeff Dwoskin Show. And we'll see you next time.